This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, well, it would appear that the candidate is pumping a little life into Trumpito. Yes, he wasn't Trumpito yesterday. He was great big Donald Trump. It was the best day of his campaign, capping the best two weeks of his campaign. And he essentially went down there and slapped all over the room the Mexican president, which is what we mucho love to see here. And the question is, as the polls tighten, will it make a difference? Excelsior. Just completing a an email here. Forgive me. Just completing an email, and you'll have to guess uh, to whom it's addressed. And it's um, I've always had a bit of a crush on you. Dash. Did you know? I can only tell you she's royalty. What's up? Jay Severin, best and brightest. Blaze Radio Network, one 3393 From the only man who can contract influenza <clears throat> or something that mimics its manifestations to a T in uh, late August. It's really quite sad. Lo, how the mighty have fallen. Five years ago, I was climbing mountains. Now, I can't take out the trash because I'm afraid I'm going to fall and break my hip. Well, it's not that bad, but you know what I mean? It kind of feels that way. So, <clears throat> we've got a couple days here. And we've been prevented with one important opportunity to discuss one. And I hope we do discuss one. I hope you will call one Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three, and give us all a good measure of where Trump is, at least in so far as we are concerned. Because Trump yesterday did something which, for the first time, the very first time in the campaign, I sat back, and instead of holding my head in my hands saying, woe is us, woe is us. I looked at the pictures, and the pictures are everything. I looked at the gargantuan, blonde, American Donald Trump standing over the 
Pichaluk, puny runt of a Mexican uh, president with some kind of like ballet sash around his neck. And when you looked at that picture, if you thought that President Pino 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 could be president, you had no doubt that uh, Donald Trump could be president. That picture war was a slam dunk. Now, I speak as a media specialist. That picture war was a slam dunk victory yesterday. The Trump campaign has never had a day as good as yesterday. Hillary Clinton is spending uh, all of her energy and all of her money and all of her strategy with the purpose of creating a picture in your mind of Donald Trump as, uh, you know, uh, a Yahoo, as someone who is pronounced, I guess, west of the Mississippi as Yahoo, but someone who is an idiot and unable to hold office, a crazy man. And yesterday, Donald Trump went to a foreign country I know it's just barely foreign. I mean, come on. Uh, But still, he went to a barely foreign country and made it look like he was meeting with a pygmy. It really, it looked like the meeting of King Boshlov of Norway meeting a pygmy, a pygmy from equatorial Africa. And those pictures matter. And that's what those pictures said. And the fact that he spoke, uh, evidently, spoke frankly with uh, El Presidente and then came back here and said, we're going to build a great wall. And he didn't wait. He said in front of the Mexican president, we're going to. You know, we both recognize the right. He didn't say, do we? He just said, we both recognize the right to construct walls or other barriers such as we may determine necessary to guard the, you know, influx, inflow, traffic of guns, drugs, people, non-citizens to protect our countries, to, to have a border. And uh, little uh, Pasquale there didn't say anything. Now, last night, I guess, I guess he was pushed by his people because when Donald Trump held his press conference in Phoenix, Arizona last night and said to everyone, <clears throat> I'm back, Veni Vidi Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered. We will build a great wall. And the Mexicans will pay for it. Well, two-thirds of the people listening are under the impression that the Mexican president caved and said, Oh, yes, senor. Oh, yes, senor. Here you go. Bags of gold. Bags of corn. Oh, yes. Don't hurt us, please. Uh, Of of course, that's not what senior uh, piñata, pina, small pina piñata said, or or so he claims. But Trump got to go to uh, 
stand on a foreign stage, <laughs> if only barely, and speak to another head of state, if, if only barely, and, you know, powwow with him and then come home and said, hey, forget about it. I laid down the law. You know what I mean? I'm going to F him up. The guy knows. And uh, essentially, that's what the story has been. But the people who have never said a good word about Donald Trump in this campaign had good words to say last night. Words like, this is the best day of his campaign. This is the best two weeks and day of his campaign. And that combined with Hillary being strangled every day by the... RICO organization, the racketeering uh, uh, organization, otherwise known as the uh, Clinton Crime Family Foundation, that is really starting to stick with some people. And you know why it is? Because she already has an unlikable rating of about 112%. I mean, this, this, didn't, this didn't start people's uh, dislikability of Hillary, but... It was a pre-existing condition. And when you throw on top of it the obvious fact that she's stealing and collecting multi-millions of dollars for herself, uh, on top of which they found new emails implicating her in Benghazi, new, 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 new emails today that show that she met with like 50 people before she became a Secretary of State. This is once she was named Secretary of State and before she actually became Secretary of State. Some people took a very keen view of her. She met with all of them. And you know that all 50 wrote very substantial checks to the Clinton Crime Family Foundation. Now, again, you know what? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Nobody, nobody cares. But the erosion of that fact, along with the couple of good weeks that Trump is having sticking to his message, you know what? This thing, this thing may not yet be over. And the question I have for you today is, from... Whatever you understand, however you understand Trump's, I do. I know what the official Trump immigration policy is now. And if you don't, ask me. I'll tell you. If you do too, then I really want you to call me at one 3393 and tell me this. Did he soften too much? Did he stick with the plan enough? Has he done something that would cause you to abandon him on the issue of immigration? Or do you think he's walking that line pretty good? The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. 
okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. The Jay Severin Show. You know, uh, I read here on the Blaze Radio Network, one triple eight. Sorry. one 3393 I read the uh, message, the All Points Bulletin today from Glenn Beck, and the title uh, of it is Deep Regret. And, uh, no, I, I, no, no, but I still wanted to see what it was. And it was stick up for Sean Hannity, which uh, I sign on to completely. Sean is uh, a dear friend of 25, 30 years. We were kids together. In New York, and he—he—he's a saint. He really is. One, triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. All right. What do you understand the Trump immigration policy to be? There is no more timely. You know that it should come to this. What a gift. There is no more timely, salient, important question in American civics, in the civic circus maximus right now, than this Q&A, well, this topic, which turns itself into a Q&A. The topic is Donald Trump's policy on immigration. And as I say, that morphs instantly into a Q&A. What is it? Q? What is it? Do you know what it is? No, and I mean, I know I didn't warn you there'd be a pop quiz, but I'm asking you at one 888 I'm asking you. Let's go now. You're the graduate, you're the postgraduate students here. Question is, what is Donald Trump's immigration policy? What are the elements of the policy he is named, identified that he will do? And a bonus question, which you can answer in addition or instead, is... Does the fact that it's not exactly what Trump promised when he was first running, does it cause you to doubt him or abandon him? Or, asked another way, bonus question number two, what dimension, what facet, 
what element of what you believe to be Trump's promised immigration policy would cause you to leave him, change your mind about him, um, if he abandoned it? Because that's why it is the most important question right now. He's getting killed. He's had the last, <clears throat> the best two weeks he's ever had, capped by yesterday, the best day on the campaign ever that he has had was yesterday. Those films, man, those pictures of him with the Mexican president and in the rally last night, it's the best day of Donald Trump's political life was yesterday. Hillary didn't go to the floods in Louisiana. Hillary didn't go to Mexico. Hillary's not going a lot of places. You know why? She's running a Rose Garden strategy. Now, that makes sense, as I've said, on at least one very cogent level, and that is a Rose Garden is full of pricks. And it's a place where you would think, you know, personality-wise, that uh, Hillary Clinton would be really comfortable. So I understand that part. But you do see what she's doing. She's sitting on a something like a five-point lead, and rarely, rarely in American politics at Labor Day. I know we don't have national elections, but forgive me. In the, in the national polls, the candidate sitting with a five-point lead or better on Labor Day wins. So Donald Trump has to put up a Hail Mary almost every day. He has to smoke her out. He has to, he has to just destroy her. And he has to give you, us, we, more reasons <clears throat> to, to vote for him. The upcoming debates will not be enough. There'll be something, but bear in mind, those debates could kill Donald Trump as well as help him. But it's up there. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a possibility. But he has just finished the best two weeks of his campaign. Let me say this another way. As a total professional, if the last two weeks of the Clinton-Trump campaign had taken place in June, Donald Trump would be the favorite. He would, he would derive enough mo from the way the last two weeks have looked, and especially last night. He was rocking. I'll tell you, if the, if the house is rocking, don't bother knocking just to come on in. Say Stevie Ray. I want to play that for you, but I'm not allowed. I was listening to it today. I was listening to a lot of my music today. I have the best collection of music on my, man, on my smartphone. I never get to listen to it. Every time I listen to it, I cry. I do. It reminds me of a, you know, a happy, 
period of my life. And, uh, but that's what Stevie Ray say. And yesterday, Trump was rocking. So don't bother knocking. If the election takes on the complexion of yesterday, if that is anything like a wedge, a pivot moment, we talk a lot about a pivot. I'm getting sick with sick to death with pivot moments. But as for a pivot moment, yesterday was a pivot moment. Not all pivot moments turn into anything. Sometimes you pivot and you fall down on the downside. Jay Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jay Severin Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to your company the High Lord and Chancellor of the Best and Brightest, Commander of Lancelot's Brigades, His Lordship Rocky. I love you, King Jay. I love you back. What's up? Uh, I don't know. Ah, uh, come what on. I knew you had more than that. You always have more than that. What about uh what about our boy uh yeah. Trumpy there? You what do you th- do you think he's fulfilled? And we never discussed this you and I, so I don't know how strong on the immigration thing you are, but uh, to the degree um, you are well, you think he's you. doing it? Thank you for helping. Thank you for helping me along because uh, uh, I've considered him to be a liar from the beginning. He's still a liar, and you know, yep, this has been <laughs> occurring to me, my friend Jay. You know how we figured we'd have a binary decision? I don't think yes. we have a binary decision. I think we have uh, a mono decision. We're going to get a progressive. I, I I don't disagree. I I don't. I We're I just opposed. don't. This ain't World War Two. I was thinking about that recently yesterday. Uh, right no, yesterday, but it might Rock. Be <laughs> no, I was thinking about World War Two. I was thinking about the people, the sacrifices that my grandparents made during World War Two. They did things like yeah. they yeah. didn't drive. They put their cars up on blocks. They got ration yeah. coupons, you know, for meat. They yeah. saved bacon yeah. grease and then went and turned yeah. it in. Yes. Can you see people doing that now? Uh, I do. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a crazy guy. No, I do no you're a patriot. I do remember it. I, I do yeah. remember uh, every farm had, like, a iron pile, an aluminum pile, uh, tin can. I mean... Everything was being reused, all the resources. Yep. yep. It, it, it was all, always there. To make, to make tanks and bombs and bullets. Yes. 
that's what we did. And uh, we're on the decline. We're embracing the decline. I don't know <clears throat> what happens out of this election. I mean, um, I looked Nothing at some good. studies t- today and talked to a couple of people in Washington. And uh, believe it or not, it looks that Gary Johnson is taking more votes. Uh, well, it's a, this is not astounding, actually, but uh, Gary Johnson the so-called libertarian is taking more votes from Clinton than from Trump. And so that's a real, that's like not, doesn't make much sense from your uh, perspective. Does it? I guess not, but logistically it's very clear to me. And that is they ought to do all they can do to get Gary Johnson into the debates. Okay, okay. Uh, he kind of throws me, though. Uh, he's, uh, like, wanting the carbon tax. How do you feel yeah, about I'll that? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I think he wants the... I think he wants the... <clears throat> how do I put this, Rock, after all this time? How do I put this? What do you call when you Go wear, ahead. you know, when you when you have... When it's cold and you got your, you know, your red Dr. Denton's on and they've got a trap door uh-huh. in back. What would you call the yeah, trap door? Yeah. Just the trap door? Yeah, it's a trap door. It's where you go to the outhouse uh, okay. and I, let her rip. I think, I think Gary Johnson very much wants a trap door tax. <laughs> He's kind of like my goose. <laughs> my goose, you know. Have you ever heard the expression about shite through a goose? It's yes, absolutely of course. true. Yeah, a goose has no sphincter control whatsoever. The goose just walks around and... <laughs> that's its most valuable asset. I'm telling you, it is. <laughs> well, I must say, uh, for the goose, it, it spares him a lot of you know embarrassment he might otherwise feel. So. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah. And as we know, know. what's good for the goose is good for the libertarian presidential candidate. Look, if he draws votes, at this point, I'm into any rock, I'm into anything legal. And I'm willing to listen to illegalities at this point. And I'm not sure entertain them, but listen to them. And at this point, when you tell me that Gary Johnson uh, is drawing more votes from uh, Hillary, then I say, get his mincing ass onto the debate stage. I just can't imagine that he has anything... are there any hopes, really? I mean, isn't it? Well, isn't no. It Trump or he, he has Hillary to, he has to more than double his support. He has to more than double lose, his support. Lose. Yeah, we're host, yeah. and this is just what we need to deal with. I mean, everybody needs to just like step back a bit and go, "Hey, guess what? Uh, we're not in control. This people like us are not in control." It's, uh, I think that's. I think that is as well stated 
uh, a, a political philosophy as right now exists in America. People like us are not in control. I can walk out on the street every day, and in the course of my daily intercourse, I see the people who I know are going to vote for Trump. I don't know them. Some I do. Most I don't. I look at them. I see a guy sweeping in front of his store in the morning. The grocer sweeping in front of his store. He's voting for Trump. I see the guy operating the one gas station we have in town. He's voting for Trump. You know, I, I see the people operating the stupid effing organic food store. They're voting for Hillary. You know, and you go down the street and the people that you see that clock in and work hard, you, you know, work hard. They they don't they don't want your money, and then then again, I see many other people. They're generally not sweeping or shoveling or working or, frankly, doing anything I can recall. And right. I know they're voting for Clinton because they yeah, want they your the stuff. They own the world, man. They own it. We're no longer in charge. Well, <clears throat> all right. So much for the light part of your presentation today. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's beautiful weather here in Nebraska. Well, there you go. I knew. I knew you would. I knew you'd have something for us. Yeah. Oh, Nebraska. Uh, I'm coming to Nebraska. You're, you're going to be sad. Nebraska. I'm going to show. I'm showing up. I'm going to be like. Yeah. This is this is going to be like. Tell me again about the. Tell me again about the chickens. Uh, you know, or whatever that line is. You know, this is. I, I'm <laughs> going to be like one of the Okies like showing up. I'm. I I'm really I'm. I've I'm so sick of the east and the coasts and everything they represent. Unless you get into oh, rural areas, you know, on the coasts. Um, I'm Nebraska. Sounds good to me. Now I want to go surfing. Oh, I go surfing by the way, that extreme extreme surf. I've never surfed before, so I figure I can do or well, die. <laughs> unless you okay, I, I want to warn you. Unless you want to be like, uh, uh, what the hell's his name? The really bad actor, the handsome from Roadhouse. Uh, come on now. Uh, I don't uh, know. You know, handsome. I I don't do handsome. Oh, damn. Hold on. Let me no, see my likes it. <coughs> Roadhouse. <coughs> Hold on. Honey. Frank. She's not here. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Okay. Oh. Patrick Swayze yeah. made a movie, and it was all about yeah. a surf gang. Right? Right? Surf gang yeah. that robbed banks. Yeah. You with me? Um. Uh, gosh. It's a good movie, it? by the way. It's a darn good movie. The There's no good, no good surf in it. Uh, um, the hell is the name of it? Uh, point Break. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. Point yeah. Break. Which, by the way, yeah, they remade, was... and no suck remake has ever sucked bigger than the suck that this suck of a remake is. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> so you want to see Point Point Break, the original, with Patrick Swayze. But uh, yeah, I have one point awesome. I want to make, but, but B is, B is slogging me, which is her job, yeah. to uh, break. I, I will stay there, come back, we and I'm that. going to give today's surf report. Commander of the Brigades of Lancelot, the executive vice president of this show, Sir Rocky, remains with us and is sounding rather like I need to send him drugs that I don't have that that would cheer him up. I mean, right now, it sounds like you're going to move to the Crimea just in time for the Russian invasion. Well, what kind of drugs you got? <laughs> <laughs> that's what—that's the pity of it. I, you know, I, I took and ran out of all of the good we drugs years ago. Not that I couldn't find some if I had to. I mean, you know, we should probably find a better place to discuss this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you mean then on national radio? I yeah yeah probably. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I understand. There's a there's a. Uh, no difficulty getting a, a certain uh, uh, methamphetamine-based drug out your way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they do lots of stops. I don't know. Oh, man, I hear though. stories that crack me up. I hear stories about guys that, I mean, I, you know, <clears throat> I'm not, I don't mean to be cruel. Uh, you know, there but for the grace of God. Oh, come on. But, you can be uh, cruel. No, no, but I hear stories of the way these guys who are meth heads get caught the the the, the yeah. uh, uh, uh what do they call them uh uh you know there's a word for it uh forget it uh, anyway heads. meth heads i don't crackheads okay they 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 uh they the, the the stories are legion from people i know in uh in uh the DEA in different places but all the stories get passed around and and one of the most common is not by police work, unless that's what you want to call it, but it's by a sheriff's car or, you know, just just a patrol unit riding around the neighborhood at random uh, at night on a shift, not looking for anything, (laughs) not responding to a call. And they come. Trailer house explodes. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's what. Right. That's one tip-off. I think I saw something there. That's one tip. That's one tip. But the other one I heard is that they go by this guy's house, and it's like a normal ranch house, you know, but every light on the in the house is on. All the floodlights from the garage out onto everything. Outside right. lights are out right. on the sidewalk. Oh, every light in the house is on. Directed onto the front sidewalk, or I'm sorry, the front lawn. Yeah. And And the the guy. working on his watch machine, isn't he? Yes. Yes. The guy's in his skivvies, and and he has his washing machine. He's got the the washing machine dissembled into 4,200 separate pieces, all of which he has dipped and cleaned and labeled neatly. 
yeah. and has all the all little... the labels laid out, and now he's going to work on his car. He like completely got... dissembles the car, and has every yeah, part sure. you know like like labeled. And they go, you know, I'm not sure, but I think we have a tweaker here. Yeah, and and each of the parts are in Ziploc bags with a number on them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing the brain is capable of uh, that guy could get a good job somewhere. I uh, I once disassembled my engine of my truck, and I did almost exactly what you just said. All right, let's not go too far here. Okay, you're right. I don't, I don't carry the powers of pardon. I just want you to know, I mean, vast are my powers. Pardon across interstate lines is not one of them. Hey, um, talk to you tomorrow, yes? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk to you tomorrow, yes. Speak to you You tonight. That's Rocky. Remember the name. I'm Jay Severin. I'll be right back. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, Jay Severin, Blaze Radio Network, 1-888-900-3393. What's the nudes of the day? Well, I can't wait to tell you. Excelsior! Welcome back, best and brightest. <clears throat> Pardon my voice. I am the uh, only known living, though I don't know for how long, uh, living uh, radio talent who can catch the flu in late August uh, or whatever it is, whatever it is. I'll give you another hint. Um, I know you will be interested to learn how many recommended servings and that means that little plastic cap. How many recommended servings of Pepto-Bismol maximum strength, uh, how many of those are contained in a large, their large 354 milliliter bottle? That's a pretty good math question. <clears throat> I'll save you the time. Contained in the large 354 milliliter Pepto-Dismol, as I call it, because clearly if you're using it, it's Pepto-Dismol, max strength large bottle, 11.8 servings are called for. And the interesting thing is, They tell you on the back, don't take it. Don't take anything like 11 point. Don't, don't do it. They tell you 
all kinds of contradictory things uh, because of the legal department. Do you know this put? Do you know this put ten lawyers, kids through college, just just figuring out here what this says on this thing. It essentially says they want you to know that it <clears throat> it cures not only diarrhea but traveler's diarrhea. I'll be damned. I didn't know it was a separate kind. Um, what else? It, it, they claim that it cures almost everything else. Almost everything else. But the important thing is you should take it regularly once an hour, but not more than twice. And you should not take it longer than two days. So I'm kind of curious, why are they selling me a 12-course bottle here? They're assuming I'm going to be sick that long? Anyway, one 888 I would like to welcome Eric from North Carolina. Well, I didn't think you'd get to me this quick today, bud. You thought my fascination about Pepto was just too great that I wouldn't be able yeah. to get here. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty familiar with the uh, product myself, to be honest with you. Uh, don't <laughs> sorry, let that. sorry to hear it. But, um, no, we got so caught up yesterday at the end of your show talking about our personal lives and all the stuff we've been through that I didn't even get to get to my point that I wanted to talk to you about real quick. All right. Were you, by by chance, were you my very last caller yesterday? Yes, that was me. That was you that that rode through Boston when you were five Um, years old listening to my show with your dad? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I grew, well, I mean, and I'm not not BSing you with this. I mean, a solid 85% of the political influence and ideas that I have are because of listening to you throughout my childhood um, so much. And that's all my dad. I was so hoping every day I'd get to talk to you tomorrow. Do you, do, let me do, uh, ask you a favor. Yes, sir. I think you can, are you on uh, Twitter? I am on Twitter. All right. Um, you know, the captain of our legions is on Twitter. His name is Rocky. And if you go on our group, you'll find him. Um, yes, but sir. But if you can't find him, then you hold on. And when we finish our call, uh, B will give you my uh, private email. Because yes, sir. I, I'd like to like to make you aware of something. And okay. uh, your call was very, very, very meaningful to me yesterday. And um, and so thank you for it. So let's, before I start weeping, let's proceed on to today's point. Yeah. Well, and I was, very, you know, I've been appreciative of all that you, that I've learned from listening to you over the years. Like I said, I'm newly reunited with you. But my point is that I'm kind of in the same boat as you right now with the whole opinions on Trump and the way he's going about things. and. I just, um, but I gotta say, from day one, I felt the same way, and it's happening now. You just—he's almost like a pro athlete. That you know how does those pro athletes you talked about the other day? How much you love football? 
and there's guys like Tony Romo. And as much as you might have loved Trump at times and loved the message he was conveying, you always felt like maybe you were walking on eggshells with him. You were just waiting for him to step on his tallywhacker. I don't know if I could say that for lack of a better term. But you, you have. Just, you, <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> and I you just, may. You, you, but you know, that, you know what I'm trying to say? I just felt like this whole time, and it seems like, it, it seems like the, the household is starting to crumble. It wasn't built up as strong as we had expected initially. It just seems like that's happening now, that you, you've, been, you've been waiting for the bad stuff to start happening, and it, and it seems like it's a slippery slope now, and that's kind of what I've been fearing from day one with him. And, and initially with me, just like you, the mindset that I've developed over the years is, is we need to do everything we can to keep Hillary as far away from that office as we can. Right. But at this point, it seems like it's going to be a tough, tough thing to overcome. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, as I, Eric, as I look at it at this moment, there is nothing conventional that I've ever been taught or learned uh, in 30 years of running campaigns all over the world. I, 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 there's not a single thing I know. There's not a single person I talk to who knows more than I do. Believe it or not, there are a couple people. I keep them on their name on a postage stamp. There, there are two people who know more than I. And I speak to them, and I think about this, and there just simply isn't a single conventional uh, calculus by which Trump wins this campaign. I know the only explanation, and that is if there is a silent majority for Trump, that if the polls do not reflect uh, uh, Trump support because there are people who would rather not admit they are for him. Although that was you know, people who were ashamed to admit these things. You know, that's more a phenomenon of 20 years ago, it seems to me, than it is now. Uh, I just find it hard to believe that there is this silent majority uh, that we're going to break open like an Easter egg and all the sparkles are going to come out. And the fact of the matter remains that for the last hundred years, for the last hundred years, the candidate who seems to be ahead on Labor Day is ahead. And the candidate on Labor Day for the last hundred years who seems to be ahead and thus is ahead on Labor Day, wins. And I don't like it. I think it sucks. I would. I have great reservations about Trump. I truly do. I've, I can give you five reasons why I loathe the idea of Trump being president. But I also know that there is a chance... For those of us who believe in redemption, there is a chance that the office could change the man. There is a chance that he could be a good president. There is no chance that Hillary Rotten Clinton will ever be the fat, traitorous cow 
that she is now. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. With you, the best and brightest, the Blaze Radio, 1-888-900-3393. And looking forward to hearing from Brian in the Commonwealth. Hey, Jay, how are you today? Hey, Brian. Hey, I want to take a more optimistic uh, approach on, on this whole Trump thing, if you don't mind. Sure. I- I think um, please, well, let's just say, please get me to move, get me to move the razor away from my wrist. All right, here we go. Uh, like you said, yesterday was a great day for Trump. I, I watched his speech and it was it was delivered well. I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, the gap has been close between him and Hillary. Uh, a lot of people think it's because Trump has been doing well. I've got another theory though. Um, I think that the polls, recent polls showing Hillary ahead in everything have scared the bejesus out of everybody who says they're going to stay home. And I think they're starting to come around and maybe get a little, getting scared straight a little bit. Because Perhaps. the bottom line is, this, is this, uh, this election is different from anything we've ever seen before. And after the primaries are done, there's usually a group of people that say if their candidate was not nominated, I'm not going to vote. I think a lot of people were a lot more devastated this year than in most. And uh, it just leads to a bigger group of people saying that. But I think uh, as time goes by, especially when the debates come up and they see Hillary and Trump next to each other going at it, Hillary's just going to anger a lot of people in the audience. And they're going to realize that they cannot have Hillary as president. And I think even the more stubborn people are going to start to come around enough of the first debate. I really predict that there's going to be a, a big surge, and I think Trump's going to go up the polls. Boy, I sure hope you're right. <clears throat> I mean, as a debate goes, you know, as defined, uh, Hillary will is going to vaporize Trump in a debate. That is, according to how the standard rules of debate go. But this ain't going to be a standard debate. Uh, it's going to be a joint media appearance, uh, really by, they might as well come out painted as clowns, most of the, uh, both of them. <laughs> And whoever is the better clown is going to win. Whoever's the better entertainer is going to win. Uh, it, anybody who thinks that this country anymore, at least given its particular state, has and can separate Dancing with the Stars, America's Got Talent, the VMA Awards, uh, and the presidential debates as a primetime uh, uh, presentation are wrong. We are looking for entertainment, and we are looking we, – we don't say so. We might not admit so, but we are looking for entertainment in the presidential debates just like we're looking uh, during the uh, Golden Globes or whatever else. And the thing is, Hillary Clinton, nobody can out-debate her. Nobody. She is one of the smartest people in the world. She is. 
And okay. if you went to Wellesley and Yale Law School uh, and did the things she did since, you would be too. I would be too. She is one of the smartest women in the world. But we all know the story of David and Goliath. And, and even David and Goliath did not have a studio audience. And there are going to be things that happened that you know, Hillary can assume will score huge points for her. That Trump can just play the dummy and say something else like, yeah, but what about, you know, and everyone applauds him. So this has to be, you can't, you can't, you cannot uh, prepare for a debate with Hillary Clinton on anything. I am one of the best debaters on the face of the earth. I have debated Mario Cuomo. Uh, uh, on primetime television. I have debated Alan Dershowitz on primetime in television. I have debated, I have, I'll, I'd be, you know, I'm very proud of the list of intellectual leftist giants that I have debated and never felt that I lost, never thought that I lost. If I debated Hillary Clinton on that stage, we're not talking about a debate anymore about how you feel. See, because the reason I could hold my own with Alan Dershowitz and with Mario Cuomo at all is because I knew a lot about how I, what I believed and I could back it up. But, you know, if Alan, for instance, Dershowitz had any moment said, let's suspend this discussion and go deeply into the secondary and tertiary uh, meanings of the uh, 11th Amendment. I would have had to say to the producer, uh, I have to go pee, sorry, I have, to, I have to leave the set, because I, wouldn't, I, would, I couldn't do that. But as long as we were discussing politics and what's right, what's wrong, what's this, what's that, that's fine. But that's why this debate thing is so weird with Trump. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. And Hillary Clinton knows everything. I, I would no longer, I would debate Bill Clinton and lose in a second. But there's no way I would debate Hillary Clinton. She's a genius. I mean, she knows all this stuff. She's, a, she's Satan. You know, don't get me wrong. She is Satan. But, oh, man, if you want to talk about somebody who's in possession of the facts and who can present them in encyclopedic fashion? Oh, good God. Good God. My God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please. Oh, God. No. No. You know, I, I, I don't. I, now, again, it depends. If when they debate, people are more impressed with him saying, yeah, yeah, so forget about it. And they all applaud him. Well, great. But if she says to him, name the five areas of potential world conflict that would worry a Trump administration right now. Now, I just I didn't I don't have that written down. I didn't I just thought of that question. Do you think Donald Trump can answer that question? No, I don't think he can answer that question. However, I wonder you think if this, uh, you think he could get Two out of the five? <laughs> I think he could get two. 
I'll give him two. I don't. I don't. Okay. I mean, I, I would be very impressed if you got two. But, but see, if it's that kind of, you know, some people say, Mr. Trump, some people say our biggest worry is Vladimir Putin because of his recent efforts to establish the worldwide, regional and worldwide influences of Mother Russia. As we look at his efforts to expand his influence, should the United States be concerned, concerned and in the four active military areas where the Soviet Union is building up and beefing up, which of those concerns you the most? Brian, well, this yeah. guy would look like Jackie Gleason on the Honeymooners. Now, people will care about that, or they won't. They'll say, oh, that's, you know, technical stuff. He doesn't need to actually know that. He'll be surrounded by people who tell him. Well, they better think that. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. It's the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And these are my fortunate partners. Uh, no, I mean, I'm fortunate. <laughs> it came out wrong. And I fortunately have the following partners, one of whom is um, Daryl from the Commonwealth. Welcome. Jay, I've missed you, buddy. Daryl. I miss you too. How do how do we um, how did we first come to depart? Well, you never knew me, but you were quite a part of my life from November of two thousand um, on. I think it was ninety six point nine. If I dare bring that up, yes, yes. I listened every day, Jay, faithfully, and have really based my interest, my knowledge my looking at both sides of uh, the, the spectrum, if you will, on the education you gave me. And that was in 2000, and so for however many years you were broadcasting out of Boston, I don't think I probably missed a handful of shows. And I did Darryl, this while I, I was at can work. I, can, I do so, can I do something for you? Yes. <laughs> oh, Jay, that sounds so great. Yeah, Jay? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted I, I just wanted to do that for you. And I wrote down a couple of notes um because I'm not a very good speaker at all. But I will tell you that one of your best bumpers, I mean, that music meant that I practically dropped my work, but my, you one can't of my know favorites. what it meant to me. I loved, really? I loved yep. this job 
but the yeah. biggest disappointment in my life, uh, in my yeah. life in broadcasting, was the loss of the energy and personality that yeah. my mu- <coughs> pardon me, my music gave me, and, and other get up people. Off of that thing. Yep. I mean, other other people Brown. are famous in, uh, and I'm not saying I'm famous. I'm saying other other people in who do this, you know, relied on various kinds of stimulants, organic and inorganic, to get them going. But I do my show standing in front of a microphone for X hours a day, and when I could play, you know, get up off of that thing, you know, or or you know. <laughs> Or Bob Seger, or Led yeah. Zeppelin, or you know, you know, I was, I was ready. I mean, I when I had thirty seconds of that, and yeah. I was dancing like a fool around the I studio playing it. air guitar, I and I was ready. I that. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for the for the great uh, beginning you gave me in my interest in politics and. I'm going to shoot, uh, just go off a couple of notes so that someone else has an opportunity to speak to uh, the best on the radio, and that's you, Jay. I'd uh, like Darryl, to say, uh, uh, go ahead. Please, no, no, please. Okay. Uh, as I said, I've been a listener since 2000. Um, I've always voted Republican since I was probably at that time uh, 50 years old. I was devastated, and I mean devastated, eight years ago when, um, <clears> on <throat> the last election, when Mitt Romney ran. Uh, I'm not going to go, go into what the caliber of person he is. You know that very much more than I do. But there was no one finer, a better family, higher morals, better standards, and no, and also there a isn't. philanthropist. <clears throat> there isn't. Never no. was. Right. So I unfortunately, realized, unfortunately, he yeah. was a shite politician, yeah, but he, he is the f- finest man that I know. Yep, I, I I don't know him, never met him, but I have the greatest respect for him. So, in contrast with our Republican candidate now being Donald Trump, um, I'd like to go on record as saying. Uh, not for a moment have I thought that he ever in any way uh, resembled a person of Mitt Romney's character um, or his demeanor or his lack of intelligent statements. However, as a 66-year-old woman who has grandchildren... Bless you. Well, I am blessed, Jay. Thank you very much. I have four beautiful grandchildren. Oh, the world God, I live so in today. Great. How old are they? I have, my oldest boy is thirteen. Then I have oh. three beautiful granddaughters, eleven, six, and three. Oh, and I'll bet you don't fuss over them much at all. <laughs> yeah, they're my whole life. They really are. Um, That's what life I is. I want a world for them, Jay. I'm not going to have, you know, I have, as you say, I have more years behind me than I have in front of me. Uh, and that's okay. That's, that's the way life cycles. But I grew up in a totally different world. Don't have to tell you. My dad was a, a World War II veteran, Marine. Hoorah. Always a Marine. God bless him. Hoorah. Yep. And grew up in a family uh, 
that had a lot of uh, members in the military. I lost my uncle and his first son in Vietnam. My uncle was Hoorah. the first. Yeah, so I get it. I get it, and I see the difference in the lack of respect for the military, what I think I see. Um, oh, no, you, you cetera, see it. Yeah, you, cetera, you see it all right. Yeah. yeah, when when I when I strode like some young, uh, pathetic, gangly stud into summer camp, it was because I was walking next to my cousin Rich, who was a senior counselor, and he mm-hmm. was seventeen, and I was yeah. you know twelve or thirteen, and of course mm-hmm. I could do no wrong. No one could touch me because senior counselor Rich was my cousin. <laughs> And uh, we went back to camp the next year, and um, he got to serve all of uh, about 14 weeks in Vietnam. So, I hear you, Jay. I have goosebumps because the hurt's still there, you know? And we live with that, but we also, I think, were given a gift with those losses of realizing the importance of these individuals. So I'm going to go on record again as saying Trump's no Mitt Romney. And <laughs> last night he said it best. I stayed up and I watched the from beginning to end. Now I had gone off the Trump wagon about three weeks ago. I just, I couldn't even right. listen anymore. I, 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 just, I thought, I thought this guy just doesn't want it. He does not want it. And that's why he's pretending he's got or, or does not understand what it takes. Yeah, I, I I was done, and I thought I got to take a little breather. Um, so some good things have happened in the past two weeks, but I didn't really pay attention to exactly what he was doing. I I knew I needed to watch that speech last night, and he said it best. Uh, one other point before that, I like what he the ten point plan he put up for immigration uh, reform. I. It, it doesn't matter to me whether he leaves, uh, changes a little bit on one, but the point is this. If you get in a car accident and you get shipped off to the hospital and it's a bad accident, they triage and they see who's who has the most serious injuries and they right. try to stop the bleeding. What he said last night was the first time I've heard any president in many, many years, including the Bush administration, who I voted for, come close to a plan that was actually simple. I don't mean simple in dollars or simple in manpower, but simple in understanding. You triage the situation, and you go for the, what's the, what, they're bleeding out over here. Okay, this is it. And that's how I saw what he did, and I think it's a great Start. Once you've got the wounds all bandaged up and the bleeding has stopped, we will go back and revisit the numbers and we will deal with it in a humane way, maybe a humane way, manner. Maybe uh, there are solutions there, but God damn it, do something. And he's the first one that has said it. I'm back on the train. And the last thing he said, Jay, that people better wake up. I'm hearing a lot of negative calls here today, and that's the only reason it inspired me to call. This is it. He is, whether we like him or not, he's our last best hope 
and that's that's it for me. I'm voting for the guy. It's not just his immigration. It's there's there's core there. There's core value in respecting the law, in living by the law, in restoring this country to respect and not abuse. And I'm on board. And God, I hope I just last long enough to get to that voting booth because I um, I have no question in my mind anymore. And I think anyone who supports him better stop being a believer and spreading the word. I don't. I also don't think people have told the truth, which I'm hoping for, when they're polled that they're who they're voting for. I think there are a lot of people. I wouldn't put a bumper sticker on my car. I'd be afraid someone would smash my window. To be quite honest. Um, but I'm voting for the guy, and he gave me reason last night to believe that he can do something. He may not do everything, but these, you know what's in Washington, they've done nothing, and we keep paying their salaries. That's it. <laughs> Darryl, not that I really have an opinion on that matter. As you no, no. Daryl, if I could make that into a Trump commercial, um, that's the commercial there ought to be. Uh, I love you. I love you, I love and, you and and you keep believing, and you'll be I there. Will, and you I'll see buddy. you at the voting booth. All right, thanks, Jay. Thanks, darling. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Still time, if you wish, best and brightest, one 3393 A 1-888-900-3393. We have a special show for you tomorrow. It is, in fact, a unique show. Uh, it will be unique in a number of respects, including that it will feature the best and brightest, that you know from Twitter and otherwise know who will be featured as our special guest. All of them with doubtless uh, something to say. I couldn't stop that. And and that's because uh, today is the, uh, and I wanted to make sure not to, uh, uh, not to uh, what speak English. I don't. Uh, I wanted to make sure today not to jump the gun. But today is the penultimate show of the Jay Severin show on the Blaze Radio Network. The penultimate show. And if I seem somewhat smug in saying so in such a manner that not everyone knows what that means and have to go look it up, good. That's what this has always been about. So tomorrow at 3 o'clock Eastern, I will welcome, we will welcome calls from um, people who have shaped the thinking of this show. Uh, Very much have they from uh, Twitter 
as well as their calls. I mean, I don't think anyone will call who has not before called, but a lot of them have chosen to shape such influence as they have, uh, and they have a lot uh, via, via Twitter. Meanwhile, let me leave you with this for today. The Trump had the best day of his presidency yesterday for a variety of reasons, uh, some of which we've gone into. The bottom line is politically that here is his position on immigration. We are going to build a barrier. Now, it may not be a wall. Some of the mountainous terrain with which I am intimately familiar, having climbed it, uh, some of the the, the, the mountainous terrain on the Mexican border is such that you can you cannot it's you cannot build you know the kind of fence we or wall we have in mind. But that's not what matters. No one no one cares about a wall. When you go to customs, do you go through a wall? No, you go through an office. But you have to go through the office, don't you? Because if you try to get out of the office, bells goes off. Bells go off, and they chase you and shoot you. So. There has to be a barrier of some sort. And Donald Trump, I believe, with all my heart, is committed to a solid barrier across 2,000 miles of our border. It doesn't matter if it's a wall or an electrified fence with ultra-modern detectable ability to see if someone's within five miles of it so we can respond with a a drone and blow them out of there just he's going to seal the border and then he's going to find all the criminals who have committed crimes since being in this country round them up and deport them good start this is jay severin on the blaze radio network